0: Welcome to Run with purposes is episode number 41 and for those of you that are new to the show my name is flores and i'm so very glad that you found this podcast would love that you subscribe and you can reach out to me on all of the socials at flores.run and you can subscribe basically anywhere podcasts are found and then we also have our video podcast you can find on my youtube page you can see that information as well on my website at www.flores.run um if you do follow me on the socials you may have seen that i was selected as part of uh, rabbits run and rabbits rad rabbit team um they call it the runners and dreamers team um and with that you know you'll see a lot more, um, coming up Their their is really, really good. Um, so if you have not checked out any other stuff, it is a little pricier than some stuff, but you're definitely getting the quality there, um, compared to some other brands. So, but that's, I'm not trying to sell their stuff right now. They don't pay me. Um, but I reached out to the, the, the team Facebook page to find out stories similar, like I did with the Reddit program or the Reddit reach out, trying to find out people that had stories and kind of just wanted to share them and give their insights, you know, running, running with purpose, what have you. Um, and our guest today was the first one that responded. Scott was the first person to respond and said, yeah, I'd uh, be happy to join you on the podcast and tell some stories and talk about some stuff. So Scott, thanks for joining me on the show today.
1: Not no problem. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah. So if you just let the people know a little bit about yourself and then we'll get into it.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I've been running for about a year. I actually started last July, well, July of 2019 uh, and did my first 5K in October. Ended up running a half marathon in October uh, and then ran (laughs) another one in... uh, Wait, I'm sorry.
0: So so you ran a 5K and then a half marathon in the same month?
1: Uh, Well, no, like four weeks from each other. So I ran... Yeah, I ran a 5K that supported Four Diamonds, their uh, Conquer run here in Hershey. And then my brother-in-law asked me about running for a group called the Association for Frontal Temporal Degeneration. It's something that he suffers from. And he was like, yeah, they have an a 8K. And they have a half and they have a full as part of Philadelphia marathon weekend. He, I'm like, well, I'm not running a full, there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I can run the AK. That's no problem. He goes, well, 13 is my lucky number. I'm like, well, how can... get <laughs> yes. So yeah, well now I have I, to do that. Yeah. So I got suckered into running the, the half marathon, but it was awesome. Like I, it's like, I caught the runner's bug and then I ran Pittsburgh virtually this past spring thanks to, you know, the whole thing with COVID. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, it's been an interesting journey. Uh, I have two kids as well, Tyler, who's 11, and Lottie, who's 9. Uh, Lottie actually ran the Kids Marathon as part of the Pittsburgh Marathon weekend. Uh, she did that virtually. There was the Chick-fil-A Kids Marathon. So she's been getting the, the bug to do nice, that. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah. I'm a special education teacher by trade. And I actually am one of the mini thon advisors at our high school for the four diamonds fund and their fight against pediatric cancer and raising money for research and awareness. So
0: cool. Well, that's I'm, a little bit about who I am. I'll have to, I'll have to grab that link from you from there so we can direct people over to that. Um, cause obviously we want to support, support good causes, support people that are making a difference in the community. And, um, we kind of talked about this before we started recording, but I, I wanted to get your thoughts kind of on the, how as a teacher, how you are preparing slash dealing slash adjusting to like what this fall could be? Because I know it's a little different in Pennsylvania than it is in Ohio. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, let's go back to March, uh, of last school year. And, uh, it was actually the week before our mini thon that we were supposed to have last year. And we we're waiting all day to see what was happening as far as, you know, case counts. There was a rumor that school was going to be closed for two weeks. And everyone's like, oh, I didn't know rumors, however they happen. And one of the biggest decisions we had to figure out was if we were going to cancel Pi Day, which is one of our big fundraisers from Eton. <laughs> <laughs> so it, they ended up canceling that. But then towards the end of the day, we got an email saying, hey, just in case, take home about two weeks worth of stuff. And they said the same thing to the students. And sure enough, that afternoon, uh, our governor, Governor Wolf, got on and said, hey, schools are closed for two weeks mm-hmm. and then we're going to reevaluate things. So that canceled our minithon event. Um, and we weren't really able to do much online yet because there was really no um, things set in place with the state that would allow us to do that, especially on the special end of th- special education end of things. Um, that's kind of what from my understanding held things up because we had to be able to provide our services for our students like we would in the regular brick and mortar classroom. Right. Right. So things like that had to get figured out. So after we did the two weeks of uh, no school, well, not no school, but we were shut down while they were getting some things together, we had to do some um, enrichment activities. And then finally we got into the whole uh, like, uh, what do we call, I can't remember what we called it exactly, but we could get back into providing new content So it was interesting for me because my role, I do a lot of tutoring with the kids, with my special ed students, and I do uh, a lot of help with organizational skills and executive functioning skills. So I was basically on Zoom twice a day for an hour and a half with uh, kids coming on, asking questions about homework and asking questions about their assignments that they were given. And it was definitely learn as you go almost because it was really tough. It was like one minute, Hey, we're in the building next minute. It's like, (laughs) we're not coming back until next year. So it was a stressful, stressful spring, but you know, we got through it and there was a lot of bumps in the road, but um, the kids responded well, the teachers responded well, and we just did the best that we could to make sure that we provided everything that we could for the kids.
0: Yeah. So then kind of going forward, how is it what's the what's the situation for the fall i mean i know we we briefly talked about it beforehand but i didn't want to i didn't want to load any answers
1: <laughs> oh sure well the when the summer started we actually start had a group that got together uh, a, a board of teachers parents students administrators healthcare professionals that were looking at different options of how we could open for the fall and of course there was the traditional everybody's back in the building you have everybody in regular classes. Uh, the second one was a hybrid model where you have half the alphabet come certain days of the week and the other half come another two days of the week. And then Friday would be all virtual. So that was another plan. And then obviously there was the full remote learning again. Uh, so there are our three options in the district that I work for. We're actually starting with the hybrid model where kids from A through K will go Monday and Wednesday and kids that are Tuesday and Thursday will go. Or I'm sorry, kids with the last names uh, L through Z. Sorry, go through Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then everybody's home on Fridays gotcha. doing virtual yeah. learning. So, it's uh, it's going to be a challenge. But again, I think we've we've prepped a lot better for the upcoming school year, and I've had a lot of professional development this summer of how to teach remotely and have those uh, situations not render their heads like they did in the spring, where it was kind of like. Uh, on the go.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like you said, I mean, having like a two week notice basically of like, Hey, we've got two weeks to figure out how we're going to take a, a full brick and mortar, organization, you know, to completely virtual. Like, how is that, how is that going to play out? So Ohio was a similar way. I think they were like, Hey, we're going to take like, I think it was still two weeks. It was like, Hey, we're going to take two weeks and then it bumped up to spring break. So it was like, it was basically going to be a month. And then they were going to like say, all right, you guys are coming back then. Um, but I remember like during the spring break time, they're just like, nah, (laughs) that's not happening. Like sending everyone home. That's kind of the
1: same thing. That's kind of the same thing that happened with us. It was like, we're going to go for two weeks, shut everything down. Get everything back to normal, or, or see if everything subsides, and then it turned into, "Hey, we're going to push it to after spring break," and then it was, "Hey, we're shutting down for the year." Yeah. But you could kind of see that coming. I mean, as you right. as you could see the number of cases rising in Pennsylvania, you saw the writing on the wall that there's no way that we're going to go back and finish this year out brick and mortar um and it was once they started canceling the spring sports and canceling all the events it was like yeah there there's no way there's absolutely no way yeah i think and they were I probably holding on to it i
0: think they're trying oh, to hold yeah. on to it for like the seat. i was about to say like for the seniors and stuff like that like trying to trying to figure out something for for them
1: yeah and the the we ended up doing a graduation ceremony or a diploma pickup and we had it split up into different time segments where kids through different parts of the alphabet would come and teachers were spaced out socially distant you know with masks on had signs noise makers all those types of things and we did that for uh for the seniors so they had some sort of graduation ceremony live uh and we also put um signs in all the seniors yards every single senior in our district got a sign put in their front lawn like hey we're a falcon we're graduating this year it was pretty cool and then we did a virtual graduation where uh we put together uh, a company put together a graduation ceremony for us and that was put on youtube and that was broadcasted uh as a premiere event so families could watch it at home and, and do those kinds of things which was neat uh, the students were able to do their speeches, like the valedictorian, salutatorian, things like that. So it was it was neat to see that, and at least have something like that. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see uh, what the teachers were saying, though, was the the diploma thing that we did. We want, I think that's something that's going to become uh, something that happens every year because it was really cool to do that and have the parents and the kids come through. So maybe something like that'll be consistent every year, as long as as well as the traditional
0: graduation. Yeah, that could be a pretty cool thing how many how many seniors are in the in the district roughly
1: so we have i want to say that about 1200 kids in the building so a little over like two i think 300 close to 300 seniors Gotcha. so about 1200 kids for the whole building. Uh, so we, yeah, we handed out all those diplomas in a, in an afternoon. It was a long afternoon, but it was yeah, so worth it. I was about was to just say just like to see the kids,
0: my graduating class of high school was like seven eighty, And I couldn't imagine like having to do that with like 800 kids Yeah, oh, in, that in South been, Florida at that, that too. Scary. So it'd have been like, you know, a hundred degrees in May. That wouldn't have been nope. ideal.
1: Yeah the only people that were wearing their caps and gowns were like the superintendent and the administrators and all the other teachers and everything were just around with their were their LD stuff on and and their blue and white and just waving the waving the colors around and I felt so bad for the administration they were just sweating it was it was bad it was so hot and then and then it started uh, raining at one point it rained for like 10 minutes it was right Towards the end of when we were done, so at least it wasn't in the middle. It yeah. was like, oh going to cool this off a little bit. But then we were kind of miserable for the last part. <laughs> but just seeing the kids made it all that that much better.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, thanks for going off that little detour for me. I was just I was more of a, a curiosity kind of no thing. Um, so, uh, Scott and I were kind of talking beforehand of like what we wanted this episode to be and kind of what we wanted to talk about and mental health kept coming up. I think we've talked about a couple of different things, but like mental health is kind of wrapped into that. So I guess we'll just start it off of like, what is your, um, what are your like overall thoughts, I guess, with like running and mental health and how all that can, can help it. Eh, That's a bad way of putting it. How running and mental health can kind of be positive for each other. Sure. Uh, you know, they, I forget what movie it was, but
1: like there is, there's someone is like you know, endorphins make you happy (laughs) and, and, you know, running releases those endorphins. And I, for me, you know, education is a stressful job, hands down. It's, and I find that using running to help with like my own personal anxiety, uh, it's, it's been a huge, huge help. I mean, like I said, I've only been running for about a year, but, uh, I definitely felt this school year that I wasn't as cranky, so to speak, to use a, a, an easier term. <laughs> uh, but uh, I wasn't as cranky and it was the the year seemed to flow better because I was able to go on a run after school out there if I had a really bad day. And it was like, I could just let it all go. And it was kind of like left on the pavement, you know? Yeah, yeah, And I think more people you see talk about that on social media. I mean, there's, there, I've seen posts or, or stories on Instagram where people are like, you know, running has helped me because, and they go into their story of either they had depression or anxiety or thought or suicidal thoughts. And uh, they found that running and just working out in general has helped them find purpose. And when I started running last summer, I was on, un- I was so unhealthy. Like it was, it was bad. Uh, and I wanted to not only just fix my mental health or make myself mentally my mental health better, but my physical health as well. So I was actually riding bike and I'm like, you know, man, I could do this in half the time and go for like a mile run. And I'd be, I'd be so much better. I'd have more stuff to, I'd have more time in the day to do things. Right. And then I went on that first mile run. I'm like, Oh my God, why did I do this? This is the (laughs) dumbest idea ever. But you know, you keep getting yourself out there. Like they say the first step into be to doing something is taking that first step or taking running that first step. And after you kind of get into that groove it was i never wanted to stop and i never wanted to look back so i i know that there's kids out there that there's a documentary on uh amazon that i watched that was all about running and mental health uh i have to look up the search the name of it up up the name of it but it was really good and it's this whole group of kids that go through this therapy program and part of their therapy program is running Hmm. and it helps them with their mental health and it's it's a really really cool thing
0: yeah you have to send me that so i can take a look at it. I don't don't think I've seen that one. Amazon has so many good, like, little documentaries and stuff like that. I'm like, thank you for making my Prime membership, like, worth it.
1: Yeah, I think, I want to say it might be called Running Rx. Run, yeah, it's called Run Rx Run. Okay. Uh, As, yeah, as I take on yep, that's it. So, Rx RX Run run. on Prime Video. (laughs)
0: Write that. writing that down. Rx Run. Yeah, we'll have to check that out. Um, One thing you said that was kind of that kind of aligns with a lot of things that, that I say with things is the, you know, the, the, the first step is like the first step you take out the door and that sort of thing. And I always tell people when people ask me, you know, how I can, how I run the way I do or the distances I do or any of that stuff, like, how can you do that? And I'm like, it's one step at a time. Like, that's all it is. I, I focus on each step. Because if I try to get too far ahead of myself, I'm gonna be discouraged or, you know, probably get hurt because I'm not paying attention to the step I'm currently in. So, you know, figuratively of like the step of the journey, but also like, no, literally if I'm running, I'm focusing on each step. Where is that foot going to land every single time? Because, you know, you've, we've all had those little falls or those accidents where you're like, oh, shit, if I would have just like paid attention to the crack in the sidewalk, I wouldn't be face planted into the dirt right now. Um, so or, I think,
1: or if I would have paid attention to that pain coming from my hamstring, I wouldn't have been uh, shut down for a bunch of months.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that because that's that I think that I always I always like hearing people's stories of their thing because I know right now, like I'm my ankles kind of bummed. I bruised my toe pretty bad. I did some surfing lessons uh, a couple weeks ago in California and I've never surfed. Like I lived in Florida for most of my life um, and and never surfed because you know, there's sharks in the water. You know, people in Florida don't go in the water. The people (laughs) in the water are the tourists that don't realize the sharks will kill you. Um, But uh, since I was in California, I was like, well, I'm I'm out here. I kind of like my buddy was like, Hey, do you want to do surf lessons? I'm like, well, obviously it's, this is like surfing place. And, uh, and I like, I, you know, was up on the board, fell off the board as beginners do. And like my toe kind of like just went straight down and like jammed oh. in the sand, but just like the first knuckle, that's it. Oh, that's so, the worst. <laughs> yeah. So like right below the toenails, like bruised really bad. And I'm like, it's been like three weeks now. And I'm like, it still bothers me, but I have like that. I've got like my ankles hurting a little bit and I've got like shoulder and neck pains, all this stuff. And two. to, to everyone else's credit, they've told me, Hey, go to a doctor. And I'm like, ah, the problem is they're going to tell me not to run and I'm not going to listen. So why am I paying for it? But we'll, we'll get into that. I don't want to get into that right now.
1: (laughs) Nail on the head. Yeah, but it is a good thing there. (laughs) So
0: I think you kind of hit the, you hit the nail on the head with the benefits of, running for mental health. I feel the same way of, I just feel better after a run. You know, if I have, if I'm having a bad morning or a slow morning and I'm like, I don't really need to get out. I can just, I can do it tomorrow. I kind of like force myself to get out the door. Um, this morning was that usually I wake up, I read and then I run and I felt myself cause I took a rest day yesterday. I felt myself just like a little bit, just like, eh, maybe I'll just lay back down. And I was like, Nope. I literally got up and I was out the door at five forty, and I'm like, I'm running right now. This is, this is, I'm not dealing with this. And the whole day I felt better, but have you thought, I mean, running for a year, you've probably seen a little bit of the ups and downs already, but have you seen possibly like some negative effects to like mental health or um, that breakdown as far as like running or racing? I mean, it's tough for racing now because none of us are actually doing real races. Um, but is there anything that you've seen that's kind of, um, been like a negative side of that
1: when so when I the injury that we'll get into then when I was told like I couldn't run that's when it really started hitting me. he's like that's my thing like that's what I need to do like you can't tell me I can't run how am I gonna release stress like how am I gonna do that how can I do that and trying to fi- find other ways in order to to uh get rid of that stress or work uh, not fix my anxiety, but help, uh, decrease it. And yeah. it's like, man, like I, I have to do this. You can't tell me I can't do this. Cause then I have nothing to do. So, you know, that, that was, that was tough. And, you know, I also play drums. I, I play drums in a cover band, but it's even, I can't just go and set up my drums at my apartment. Cause my neighbors will, you know, they'll be knocking on the door, ready to, <laughs> the torches and pitchforks, ready to burn the place down. I but, can't even uh,
0: play my guitar in my apartment without people wanting to do that. So I can't imagine drums. No, oh, no, I, there's no way.
1: And I've, have, I've have so much, I, the drummer's the worst. Like the, the, he's the one that takes the longest to set up, the longest to tear down, the biggest crybaby. He's the first one there and the last one to leave. That's just how it is, no matter what the situation. But uh, no, it's it's tough. Like if it, as far as the injury aspect goes, like when you're told you can't do something that you finally found that you enjoy doing, it, it's hard. Like I went to PT and they're like, "Yeah, you can't run for a while. Like you you what, need to take a break." What did What did that, you end up that, doing? That, What's
0: that? What did you end up uh, hurting yourself? How rather? Well,
1: so (laughs) got to go back to uh, the fall and I used to teach a physical science class and every year the physics, the physics teacher uh, has this hovercraft that you use a leaf blower and you put this on this disc and it inflates this disc. And if you can picture this, you sit on a chair and they push you down this ramp and you go flying down the hallway. So he's like, oh, do it one more time, you know, good old for old time's sake. I'm like, sure. Why not? What's the worst that could happen? (laughs) So I jump on this thing. I have my helmet on. I'm filming it. And I go down and he kind of twisted me when he when he started me down the ramp. And as I was going down the hallway, I kind of leaned back a little bit. and I just caught the edge of it, which caused friction and when you have friction it causes you to fall so yeah friction won that day and I landed square on my tailbone like right on the point of my tailbone and at first I didn't really think anything I'm like oh it's just you know I'll be fine like it's just it's just pain from running and ended up seeing our school trainer and she was after a few times I had gone to see her, she's like, eh, I think you need to go see our pelvic floor specialist. I'm like, wait a minute, like, pelvic floor. Like, that's, that's for ladies. Like <laughs> what do I need to go <laughs> see that for? She goes, eh, I just think a, an evaluation would be good. So I get there and this is now six weeks after the initial injury, six mm-hmm. weeks. Oh, wow. I waited six weeks to finally like go see somebody. And, um, the pelvic floor lady is like, all right, I'm going to do a set an assessment. And she did what was called a, a percussion test on my tailbone. Or she's like, they put it like the f- one finger on like the tip of your tailbone and they tap it with their other finger. And I almost jumped off the table. She's like, Oh yeah, you broke your tailbone. Oh. And I'm like, well, I have the half in like two weeks. Am I <laughs> allowed to run this? She goes, you've been running on it for six weeks. She goes, you can run the half, but you're done after the half. Like you need to take a break. At so, least they said you could run
0: that and not, yeah. not that you wouldn't have listened. Exactly. So
1: I went and ran the half and my goal was to run under two hours. Like for my first half, Mm -hmm. I was like, let's yeah. Under two hours. That's what I want to do. Ended up running it in like an hour and 39. Oh shit. And some change. Yeah. So I went back and I told her, she's like, Oh my God. Like why, why did you do that? I'm like, it just, it just happened. I, I didn't like force myself to do it. And, uh, she started putting me through the program and I took a few weeks off and I was showing progress, but, It just To me, it was the the soreness that I had was from the exercises. No, it was still everything was jacked up Mm. and my hamstrings were a little messed up too because fast forward to after Pittsburgh, after that virtual, I ended up going to do a gait analysis finally and they were finding that I was overstriding and I was doing all this other stuff, which the hamstring injury wasn't even related to the tailbone injury. It was just something else that had creeped in there too. So I really shouldn't have ran Pittsburgh, but in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. That pain's just from running. It's right. it's nothing. I'll just stretch more. I was even doing more damage than, just right, like, yeah. than not stretching at all. So. Yeah, it's a Gosh. vicious cycle. But when once you find something that you enjoy doing, and then you're finally told like, "Hey, you need to take some time off of it," it's like, "Well, no." Then what am I going to do to fill that time frame? Like, I can't do that. That's that's nuts. You can't tell me I can't do it. <laughs> right. And to your
0: point, it's not it's not only it's something that you found that you like doing. It's something that, as we just talked about, of how how it helps you physically and mentally. Like right. that mental uh, thing we are talking about. It helped you know, like with your anxiety and with anything there, when you don't do those things, your brain's like, I need to be filled with something. And you know what it's going to fill it with? It's going to fill it back to the old tendencies of stuff that you had prior. And you can kind of get into those like, for lack of a better term, like old demons, if you will, of like things come back that you're just like, crap, like here we go again. And, and it's like, you know, you know how hard you work to get to where you were. And now it just feels like you're taking steps backwards. When in reality, you know, I should listen to it. And, and if I had anything really bothering me, I probably would go to the doctor. Most of my ailments are and probably the same thing you said. It's like, oh, it's just running. It's sore. And it's like, right. It's, it's kind of that kind of thing, but it's one of those where, yeah, I don't know. It's because it helps you in so many different aspects. It's not just something I enjoy doing. Like I enjoy going for runs, but if I, when I can't run like last, uh, last year, two years ago, two years ago, I had surgery and I couldn't run for a month. And at this point, I mean, I've been running. I talked about this yesterday. I have been running since 2000 I did my first half in 2010. So I've been running since 2010. So I've been running for a decade and I've, there's only been like two times that I've been quote unquote hurt. And one time I just ignored it. And this last time I actually took a full month of zero running at all. And I, I thought I was going to lose my damn mind.
1: Oh yeah, I know. And, and see, part of the thing is that I've, that I talked to my PT about when I started going for my hamstrings this past spring um, was, you know, I, I'm new to this. I don't know the difference between injured and sore. <clears throat> Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what that difference is. My body doesn't know that yet. So I ended up going to my family doctor while I was training for Pittsburgh and he wrote me a script to go to PT, but then COVID happened and everything got shut down and I wasn't able to get back in there until after I was done with the half. So I was like, Oh, well, I can't go see PT. So I might as well just keep training <laughs> and, uh, ended up running the the half and then going to see the PT and, I had hamstring tendinopathy. So it's like high hamstring issue. And he's like, yeah, we're going to shut you down. He said, so no running. I'm like, oh. but he goes, but I'm going to give you stuff to do to, f- to help strengthen that stuff. So when you get back to running, you're That's in good. better shape and you're building that core. So I was doing those programs. And then the first thing I did, it was a uh, labor day weekend, like first or Memorial day weekend. Sorry. I always get those two mixed <laughs> up. I do it all the time, but, uh, that was my first run I was allowed to do. And I was trying to do interval runs and it was, I could run for two minutes, walk for a minute and I could only run for a total of 10 minutes. Okay. But I was like, yes, you can do something. And, but you like, you get into that groove, like right in the, you like finally getting into a groove while you're running for those two minutes. And it's like, Oh, the timer goes off. And you have to stop. It's like, all right, here we go. Walk for a minute. And then you get back into it. And that went on for a few mm-hmm. weeks, but that it was awesome just to be able to run some again, like you're, yeah. you're finding that, that filling that void again. And then he pushed it up to like five minutes and then we started doing five Ks. So like last week was the first time I ran five, three, five Ks in one week since April. Mm. So it's, it's been a long process. And uh, I was allowed to run four miles yesterday, which was, um, wait, what's day Tuesday. Yeah. Monday I ran four miles yesterday and then I have a five K run tomorrow. And then I'm actually running in a real race. Like there's an actual physical mm. race happening in my state, <laughs> uh, on Saturday, so it's the, it's the pirate run 5k or 10k. I just, I'm doing the 5k. I can't yeah. run anything farther than that right now, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, and they're doing staggered starts. Like the, the 10k starts at eight and then the 5k will start at eight twenty, nice. and that's on Sydney Island here in Harrisburg. Okay. But yeah, it's building that process back up and getting back into it was challenging again. And I could tell like my fitness, like the first time I ran an entire 5k without stopping and walking for a minute it was awful like mm. my body was like hey jerk bag like why are you doing this to us again <laughs>
0: yeah. we went through this we you did this and we told you hey this is we don't want you to do this anymore and you know now you took time off and now you're back at stop this shit
1: <laughs> yeah knock it off we don't like it but it, it's amazing just the you know trying to fix the form and focusing on that you find other ways to while you're running now to to, to help with Uh, not close, not replacing what you were doing before, but to help you. Yeah. Like a a supplementing. Yeah. Supplementing. Thank you. And you know, I found that my form has been better. Like I got one of the running dynamics pods to connect to my um, Garmin, which just clips onto your back and hangs in the middle. And some of the things I found that I was oscillating too high, like I was basically bouncing, like it was like running on moon shoes and I was (laughs) jumping instead of, you know, running with a regular cadence. Mm -hmm. And running to a metronome, like I started doing that. That that
0: is a game changer.
1: Yeah. And it sucks. It sucks. Especially when it's 95 degrees outside and you're in your last. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just right in your head the whole time. And, you know, you have your music going and you have the metronome going and your feet are getting all jacked up. It's, uh, but it's just, it's, it's just awesome to be able to get back into doing it
0: again. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh it's funny you said a race. Like I've been I've been jonesing for a race. I had uh, marathons and the last one was March first. I did one on that weekend, and I've had six canceled Whoa. since since then. So I've got my next one and the last one I have scheduled for the year is in Nebraska. And they they sent an email like two days ago of like this is happening. There's like four hundred total runners like in the half and full combined and they're like, it's in the middle of nowhere, Nebraska. Like it's yes. going to be fu- like, we're just going <laughs> to, we're going to do a staggered start. It's going to be great. You know, everyone's going to have to wear face masks like on the bus. And I'm like, that's fine. I just want to, I just want to race. Like, that's all I wanted to yeah. I've, That's all I've been like the entire year. It's like I, I trained for, uh, I was going to do a, um, a charity bib for Boston and, I because of that, like I have such respect for the race. I didn't want to, you know, knowing that I didn't qualify for it. I didn't want to show up and just run like a crap race, like just to run it, to say I ran it. Like I was like, no, I'm going to make Boston my PR. Like that's, I'm Mm going to, I'm going to run my shit. And that's what we're going to have. What's going to happen. And like, I was in the best shape that I've been, but like since then, every single race has been canceled. And I ran like a virtual one around here and, you know, got a personal best with, with the distance, but it, at the same point, it's like, it wasn't a race. So, you know, how, how can I do this? And the whole time I'm like waiting for the race, waiting for race. And it's like, it goes back to that <clears throat> mental health aspect of it's kind of, it was driving me nuts for a little while of, I felt like I was spinning my wheels and nothing was happening. And it wasn't anything I could control. Like it wasn't right. like I kept doing races and kept not hitting times. There literally just was not races for me to do. So I can see that as possibly like another negative mentally is you kind of get that, I mean, I don't want to say like an addict, but it's the same kind of probably the the same things are happening in your head of like you're used to these endorphins or these hormones or any of this stuff happening to your body. And then you're not getting it and your body's like, whoa, 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 what's going on? Like this is this isn't what you do. You don't just not do these runs. You don't do these distances kind of thing. So,
1: yeah. Well, and, and to your point there, you know when they when they canceled Pittsburgh this spring, they they gave you the virtual option. Like, oh yes, perfect. I'm still going to do it. I've been training since February. I'm just going to do it, run it, and then I'm going to take a break and take some time off. And uh, my one of my really good friends, Michael, uh, he's he runs. I mean, he did the Flying Pig Marathon this past spring virtually, and he set up his own course here in in Hershey, PA. And he helped me, well, he basically made my course for me and for my half. And it started in Hershey and looped the whole way around through Hershey. And the last mile, one of the last miles, I was up like this hill, like this huge, like progressive hill. I'm like, man, you must really hate me or something. But like I ran you're trying to imitate Pittsburgh Pittsburgh
0: was a pain in the ass.
1: Yes. <laughs> so he's like, well, I got to give you some hills because you're not going <laughs> to experience them in Pittsburgh. So I uh, ended up PRing for the distance but at what cost, like then I was yeah. really, really hurt. Like I got up the next morning and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do a mile just to kind of shake the legs out. And I almost didn't make it through that mile. Mm. Like I, it was the slowest mile I've ran since last July. I think it was like 11 something that mm. the whole mile was and just the whole time my legs like, like, no, you got to stop. You have to stop. And by the end I was just basically walking this loop just to, to get it done. But, um, the, you know, you were talking about races being canceled and I actually signed up to run Philly again. Um, for AFTD and unfortunately Philly got canceled all events in Philly got canceled until July 1st, I think is what they, they said. Um, so that one's not happening, but I, end, I did sign up for this one called the end of the road half marathon, which is actually on an old extension of the Pennsylvania turnpike through the old tunnels. Huh. So you have to wear like a headlamp in order to run the race. But so that one's going to happen. But again, it's a staggered start with right. a morning and an afternoon group <laughs> And they're limiting it to 250 people per flight. And actually, some of our rad members are running that race as well. So oh, shout sweet. out to them.
0: <laughs> sweet. Yeah, I think this group is going to be a cool, cool thing. I think it's going to be interesting in these times with being accepted to this this group and doing all this stuff, where we don't have races to meet people. I mean, really, mm-hmm. rel- you know, relatively. So we don't have that extra bit. So I think it's uh, like the communication we've been doing is is been really good like in the group and stuff like that to try to you know build some relationships or something like that and another reason why i'm just reaching out for the podcast like who wants to talk to me i need more friends to talk to
1: (laughs) (laughs) well and even even someone posted today about doing the the thon 5k Mm -hmm. which is in october You know, helping others, like bringing us all together to help other people. Like that's that's something that I really enjoy about this. It's the not just the running aspect of things, but the networking and meeting these meeting these people at this point. But uh, you know, there's people that signed up for Pittsburgh, or are going to sign up for Pittsburgh. So I'll have the opportunity to possibly meet them this coming spring if Pittsburgh happens. So these kind of groups and and joining this type of stuff is pretty awesome. Cause you do meet a lot of cool people. Like th- this, this is awesome that you do this podcast and we're able to chat like this. So it's, it's pretty neat. I've enjoyed it so far and I can't wait to see what the rest of the year brings.
0: Yeah. I think that, that community aspect of being able to, you know, every, everyone has their story for whatever it is, whether it's, it could just be, I wanted to be healthy and I, I chose this as a fitness activity or this is what I did growing up kind of thing, or it's, Hey, I know someone that has some sort of ailment and, and, I first got introduced to this because of X, Y, and Z, trying to help support them or support the cause and that sort of thing. And I think it's super interesting to hear other people's stories because it kind of gives you that perspective of something like, Hey, I didn't know that was a thing or as big of a thing, or that it was a thing that needed as much support as it gets. And I think that kind of back and forth is the whole reason I do this show is to, to meet mm-hmm. people and find out kind of what drives people because if I can, if I can find out there and then it helps me grow, makes me more aware of what's going on, you know, rather than just sitting in Columbus, Ohio, going, everything is hunky dory. Our governor, our governor just keeps having negative tests after negative test after a positive test.
1: Well, and, and the thing is the, the whole, the whole notion of, you know, helping people out, like there's, you know, people posting in the group every day you know, this is my run today. And this is, this was how long I went. And this is what, you know, that for me, it's like, yes, See, I want to get back to that. Or I want to be like running that distance again. And for myself, I always post like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm still hurt, but I was able to run today. (laughs) And this is what I was able to do. And other people are posting on that too. And commenting like, Hey, I went through it, you know, just keep pushing like the positive support that you get from people just from doing that helps with the mental health thing as well. Like it, it, Mm -hmm. it's that external, that external stuff that, really can help you too. like having those people just say hey you're gonna get there you just need to take your time and, and listen to your body and trust the process like that's been my my mantra since all this started was just trust the process because if you do you're gonna get back to it so i i definitely feel that this is a very positive group and it's it's been very helpful as well through this whole thing
0: Yeah, community has been probably a a big mental health aspect that people have been missing. Not even just running, just in general. You know, we talk about with school school age kids, you know, not being able to see their friends um, as much. Maybe they maybe they still hang out if they're in the neighborhood or something like that, but maybe not seeing their friends, hanging out with their friends, and having that interaction that's not more than just a screen. Like I love doing interviews, Mm -hmm. but I'd rather somebody be right here on the other side of this desk and me talking to them rather having to do it through a camera. And same thing with work. I mean. 100% 100% of my work, I sit at this desk five days a week, I have really seven days a week, but five days a week for the corporate person for, for a purpose, but like <laughs> going and just sitting and talking to people through screens and not really leaving, not really doing anything and, and missing that community. <clears throat> I was talking to somebody about this the other day about school age kids specifically of what this is going to do to those growing up in this circumstance. Cause this is gonna be around for a little bit, you know, whether it's, you know, a hundred percent virtual or it's a hybrid for a while, this is, this isn't gonna be something that just like disappears. <clears throat> and because of that, what, what are we going to see as a society? You know, how are those norms going to change and how is that gonna affect those that are still developing mentally? Um, to to know what that means, you know, especially with the the issues you already deal with, with bullying and, and social media and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like now, like, I can't even imagine where everything you do is going to be posted online somewhere more yeah, than ever before, because yeah. that's your right. only way to communicate with people. So how are people going to, you know, handle that? Well, there, we just actually,
1: that was a big thing that popped up in the spring where it was, you know, the mental health of the kids being at home, having to do this online, the anxiety levels of them. I mean, it, it, this was not easy. But, and some kids like didn't have Internet access at home. And that was a whole other thing that, that you have to look mm-hmm. at. And the, we just had training as part of our develop, uh, professional development for the summer called SSET training. And it was basically, it's a mental health thing. Like how can you help kids like facing their fears, facing anxieties, facing, it's all mental health training that we got because it's something we're going to face yeah. for the extended period of time throughout this whole COVID thing. And, um, you know, there's there's kids that are on the football team because I'm, I'm a football coach, so to speak. Uh, I deal with all the equipment and all the technology as far as like trading all the film and everything, but. That's in limbo right now. We don't even know if we're gonna have a season. Like the conference that uh, the school that I teach at plays in, just last week said, "Okay, we're just doing conference play. We're not doing any crossover games." Like you're gonna, we're gonna push back the start of of football for two weeks or all sports for the mid pen for two weeks, mm-hmm. and we'll go from there. But it's like you see these schools then that have kids that are either exposed to to the coronavirus or kids test positive. It's like how. These kids are worried that their seasons are going to be canceled, and my heart breaks for them because they—some of them already lost their spring sports, right—and now some of them are going to lose their fall sports as seniors, and they're not going to be able to do it again unless they push it to the spring. But I don't even know how that's possible.
0: Yeah. Well, especially in like grade age school kids, it's, you know, you can't really, most of those kids are multi-sport athletes. So Mm -hmm. you you can't be like, Hey, you know, we're pushing football to the spring, by the way, choose football or baseball.
1: Right. Right. Or if they like stagger it, you have winter sports for a certain period of time and then the fall sports and then you do the spring sports like do them all out of order (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's crazy i mean and then there's the debate well you know if if we can't have football you know we can still do this sport because it's like cross-country because it's you can't do that to right. kids. Like you can't just—it's in my opinion, and, and I know it's not going to be popular, but it's like you can't just pick and choose which sports are going to go. No, I, I mean d- the Big Ten today just announced they're not going to have any sports. Oh, did they? And That's one of the big. The, yeah, they're not doing anything this fall. So they, that decision came out. I thought like, I heard.
0: I thought I heard cries around all of Columbus, Ohio, when that happened. Yeah. Yeah. I can, so I could care less about college sports. So I just give everyone here crap. Like whoever Ohio state plays, I wear the opposing team's colors every week.
1: Ah, uh, see, you just became my best friend. I can't stand Ohio state. <laughs> sorry.
0: Sorry. That's
1: okay. <laughs> uh, but no, it's, I mean, I just, I feel for these kids. And one of the things that we've been doing is, uh, for our, our morning workouts, like every kid has to fill out a questionnaire. Like, have you been around anyone that's been, uh, covid positive have you had these symptoms all those things they have to fill it out every day they come in they wear masks all the coaches have to wear masks for the entire practice and as the kids are engaged they don't have to wear their masks but when they have downtime you know it's they got to put them back on and things like that if they're transitioning whatever but you know these kids have been working since we were able to start this it was a little after little sometime in july i can't remember if it was after it was definitely after fourth of july but you know all these different plans got put into place and were approved by the state and approved by the school board. So the kids got that glimmer of hope that they're going to have, that they're going to be able to do this. And then the governor says, you know, he thinks that they shouldn't have sports until 2021 just because of the risks and everything and the stakeholders and that are, that could be affected. And it's like, man, you just take the wind right out of the sails of everything. And that's where that mental health comes in and affects those kids that way. Cause it's like, you get them to that highest high as, as you've probably experienced with the running thing, like you get up there and then it's like one little thing happens and it drops you the whole way down and you can't focus on anything, but well, that, everything's canceled. So I'm done. Like, that's it. I okay. can't do anything. And it's there's over.
0: probably, there's probably a lot of the kids too, that, you know, for not a great reason, but a lot of people think like, Hey, football's going to be my way I'm getting to college or football's going to be just to pick on football because it's coming up a football season, but whatever insert sport here is going to be the reason I get into college or can get a scholarship into college. And some of these cases it it can help, you know, if families can't afford to send their, their kids to school or, you know, you don't want them to be in just insane amount of debt. That's a whole nother conversation as far as our education system, but you have a lot of that. And it's like, Hey, if all of my value is not me being able to do this thing and now I can't do this thing. You know, as a 33-year-old guy, I can I can kind of adjust those feelings. I have, you know, the mental capacity to right. have it, but you tell me that at 16 years old, I don't know if I handled it the same way.
1: Right. No, absolutely. You know, the the developing brain for for our high school kids, it's it's complete it's going completely different mindset. It's like, you know, last year kids lost prom, they lost graduation, they lost spring sports. They lost this. Well, now it's the fall and they're going to the, Um, uh, homecoming, sports seasons, you know, all that kind of stuff. Those big gatherings, the, the beginning of the school year activities where you get back with your friends, like the first day of school. I mean, that's going to be completely different and that's weighing on kids' minds. It's like, well, you know, now I'm not going to be with Johnny for all intents and purposes, I'm not going to be with Johnny first day of school and he's going opposite days. So I'm not going to be able to sit with him at lunch and I'm not going to be in the same math class with him until we all go back. It's, it's, it's hard. And that's, that's a lot of stressors on these kids on top of everything else that school already brings. And it's, it's going to be interesting to see how things play out. My hope is, you know, that we're able to get back full time at some point this year. It's just a matter of when. Yeah.
0: And that's, so. the, that's the crazy part with all of this stuff is no one, no one has a, the correct answer because there isn't one. It's just a, like, let's hope this is going to work. We're not going to please everybody. Um, let's just try to do the best we can with the information we have. And
1: Yeah. And, it's a, and yeah. it's a lot of hurry up that's and wait. It's a lot of hurry up and wait with things. So it's And even if you come out with uh, a plan, perfect example, like one of the plans that we had in place, uh, we had a meeting ready to go submitted it. And then all of a sudden, bang, they released other recommendations. It's like, okay, well now we got to go back to the drawing board and redo what we had already put down. So, and I think you're going to see a lot of that for the net, for, for the foreseeable future of things that are going to happen. Uh, Another thing that they were talking about with these fall sports is no spectators.
0: That's just, that's just weird. Uh, As far as school's concerned, like the professionals, I mean, it still sucks for them. Like I've seen some of the baseball games and I'm like, that can't be fun to play. on oh. like a giant, like NBA, you know, eh, it, it's small enough. You can hear things. It's like people playing ball on a street. It's fine. But like you've, you never played baseball, like just by yourself with no one watching kind of thing. I can't imagine like a school sport being that way. Like where the parents can't come or they even limit how many that's just,
1: yeah i don't know it's you know and then but, but there's also ways to to for people to view it like live streaming yeah, games and yeah. things like that and with the technology being there but again that costs money and right now it's it's do you want to spend that kind of money to to do these things but it's it's all it's it's a catch-22 right. like you you're, and, a, and you're you're damned if you do and damned if you don't but it's what's it's what's more important the safety right and and well-being of everybody or or the the sport and unfortunately that's that's the conundrum everybody's in right now so i i i said to my principal the one day I'm like i you can you couldn't pay me enough to be a principal or a, or a oh, superintendent gosh, no. right now no you way you guys are you guys are just getting it all from every angle and i feel so awful for them and they're doing the best they can like that's that's what that's what's really tough here is they don't have, they don't have all the answers. They, they can't, no one does, but they seem to get the brunt of it. So
0: yeah, people need, people need someone to blame and, and to point the finger to, because they, they don't want to point the finger at themselves. Again, that's probably a whole nother topic, topic idea, <laughs> but, uh, cause I just, I don't, I mean, I knew I did that for a long time. And it's just you have to own your stuff like, hey, this is me or this is the situation I'm in, you know, make the best of it. You know, we can't control. Mm -hmm. I always say we can't control what happens to us, but we can control how we react to it. Um, Correct. and, and that's it like that period end of story, you know, and, right. and if you want to react a certain way, that's on you and you can't really project that to somebody else. But yeah, those, those people, you know, thank you for anyone that's, that's in those roles or doing that, um, or having to deal with this, you know, whether it's nurses in hospitals or, or any of emergency services or teachers or anyone there, it's thank you guys so much for, for everything you're doing through this, because I mean. I sit at a computer all day. So (laughs) well, my favorite comment,
1: people are like, well, what are you going to do? Like, what do you mean? What am I going to do? I'm going to go to work. Like I'm going to, I'm going to go there every day and do what I need to do to make sure I'm providing for the kids that I have in class. And when the kids sign on during the day to, to check in for, to, for me to take attendance, I'm going to work with them as much as possible. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not running away from what I'd love to do. Like teaching is my, I, there's a reason I got into teaching and people are like, Oh, you know, you get your summers off. Great. Awesome. But that's not why I got into it. Like right. I got into it for the kids and you know, my summers, you know, I are part of what I do is professional development. Like I need to learn new things that are coming up. And l- last year when I transitioned to this role as like the resource teacher, I had to look at how can I run a resource room and how do I have to, you know, learn all the maths again, because I forgot how to do algebra two And <laughs> reteaching myself how to do that and chemistry and physics. Oh boy. <laughs> but you know, it's, it was fun and it's, it's a new challenge and I enjoy it. So it's like, I'm not, I'm, not running, uh, putting aside the fact that yes, there's a possibility that I could get sick because like, it could happen, but I'm going to go and do what I need to do to make sure that these kids are doing all right and, yeah. and working on making sure that they're stable and their mental health is, is taken care of and, and we're helping them out as much as possible.
0: Well, we appreciate it. And I say we as a collective, we, because I don't have any children, <laughs> but yes. Uh, Scott, great conversation. I appreciate it, man.
1: Oh, no problem. It was, it was pleasure. Pleasure.
0: So how can folks connect with you if they want to, uh, to pick your brain about some more stuff about how to continue running while you're injured?
1: Uh, Well, you can find me on Instagram at, at scoots, S C O O T S two, three, one. That's also my Twitter handle too. And then I'm on Facebook, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but uh we'll find you know, out
0: i'll, I'll link out. your uh, i'll link your instagram and twitter on the uh in the show notes here so people you can just check the show notes and you can get all of his details there and you can reach out to him
1: yeah i look forward to it thank you for having me on i really appreciate it cool
0: man yeah and to uh everyone else you guys know the deal you know how we end this show You can reach out to me on social media everywhere at Flores dot run. I would love if you subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, a, uh, a text-based review helps the algorithms and all of that fun jazz to, um, make sure people can find the show. And it kind of just gets through the weeds of obviously there's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of really great podcasts out there, but you know, if you like uh, hearing interviews such as today's or the past few weeks, uh, I've got a couple ones coming up in the next few weeks. Great talks. Um, Definitely share it with people, but leave that review. It helps other people find it. You can visit my website at www.flores.run. Just recently updated it, put all of the podcast interviews in there. So you have one stop shop for all of those. So you don't have to go to the YouTube page, which is super cool. Um, films are on there chasing heartbreak as you guys heard with last week with Mike, you can check that out as well. Um, Yeah. Race recaps. Everything's there. Hopefully I can run in September in Nebraska, but thank you so much for joining me today. Remember to keep running with purpose one step at a time. We'll see you next week.